0: Welcome to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast from Centenary United Methodist Church. I'm Dr. Glenn Kinkin, Senior Minister here at Centenary. My hope is that this podcast will give you some good news for your journey today. Our scripture lesson this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, the 14th chapter, verses 13 through 21. When Jesus heard what had happened he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, "'This is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so that they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food." Jesus replied, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to his disciples and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men besides women and children. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we give you thanks for these words of scripture, these words of wisdom, these words of life. I pray in this time that the words of my mouth and the meditation and thoughts of all of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing in your sight. O Lord, you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. For the past several weeks, we have been journeying with Jesus as he preaches and he teaches, and he shares the message of the good news of the kingdom of God. And for much of the weeks that we have been journeying with Jesus, Jesus has shared the message of the kingdom of God through a parable. A parable is a simple story that uses everyday images from daily life in order to illustrate a point about the kingdom of God, about who God is, about who we are, and how we are in relationship with God. But today's passage is a little bit different, because Jesus is teaching us not through a parable, but through a miracle, the miracle of feeding the 5,000. Perhaps this is a miracle that you are familiar with. I still have fond memories as a child uh, learning about this miracle uh, in Sunday School class and having goldfish as the illustration for the event that is taking place. I also think it's interesting to note that this is the only miracle story that is included in all four of the Gospels. And to me that signifies that this message is very important for us as we understand who God is and our relationship with Jesus Christ. But the thing about the miracles is that there's so much more to them than just that wow factor. It must have been incredible to have seen Jesus take two fish and five loaves of bread and bless them and multiply them to feed thousands of people. But Jesus is inviting us to look beyond the wow. He's inviting us to look at the message behind that, what it says about him, what it says about our call as disciples. I think Jesus is inviting us to the miracle of compassion. But before we dive too closely into today's passage, I wanna take a step back and kind of set the scene and provide context for where we are today. Jesus had just received word about the death of john the baptist john the baptist was his cousin he was his friend he was his partner in ministry and i imagine that jesus was grieving perhaps jesus was also weary from traveling and the teachings perhaps jesus was feeling overwhelmed and drained he just wanted to withdraw he just wanted to get away he wanted to go to a deserted place by himself. The humanity of Jesus is on display because maybe we can relate to those times in our lives where we have just had enough and we just need to get away. We just need to withdraw and to retreat and to just be. And so Jesus gets on the boat with his intention of going someplace remote where he could just be but the crowd had other ideas. You see, the crowd had been hearing about Jesus' teaching. They had heard about his healings and they hungered for his message. They hungered for the hope, for the mercy, for the life that he was offering. And so they followed him. Scripture says that they were following them from the different towns and they followed him from the towns into the remote place where Jesus was hoping to withdraw. How was Jesus going to respond? Jesus could have continued to retreat and to withdraw, to tell the crowds that that today just really wasn't the day and they needed to come back when he was feeling more refreshed. Now, I want to say the truth is we all need those moments. We all need those moments where we need to withdraw, where we need to recharge and to be alone with God. And In fact, Scripture has instances throughout where Jesus does take that time to be alone with God and to pray. It is healthy, it is appropriate, and it is necessary to do so. But that's another story for another day. Jesus could have reacted to the crowds out of the fatigue and the hurt that he was experiencing. Now perhaps that may not have been the most helpful response, but if we're all honest with ourselves, it's perhaps a quite human response. How many times have there been in your life where perhaps you are running on E and woe to that person or situation who encounters you in that moment and you're reacting out of your fatigue and your pain. But Jesus chooses another response. Scripture says to us that when he sees the large crowd, he had compassion for them. He sees their hurt, their needs, their longing. And he is moved with compassion what really could have been viewed as a rather insignificant moment, a rather moment that was quite inconvenient, Jesus chooses to view through the lens of compassion. And the miraculous power of God's love transforms that insignificant, inconvenient moment into a moment of blessing. Now, I just wanna pause right there and, and soak it all in so to speak, because I think this message is at the heart of the gospel, the heart of the kingdom of God. It reminds me of a story about the great 20th century theologian, Karl Barth. Now, Karl Barth was known for writing volumes of theology, and his work was profound, it was deep, it was dense. I remember reading him in seminary and it would take me forever to read because it was one of those things that you would just read one sentence and you would have to reread it and reread it to try to wrap your mind about what was saying. And Bart was known for being like that. And so the story goes that at the end of a lecture, someone approaches Bart and says, if you could summarize the message of your theology in just a sentence or two, what would it be? So, Bart pauses for a moment, and he says, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Jesus loves us. Jesus sees us. He sees our strengths. He sees our gifts and our graces, and he also sees our anxieties, our needs, our pain, our fear, our longings. And his response isn't to ignore us. His response isn't to say, come back when it's a better day. His response isn't to be bothered by us or to judge us. His response is compassion. It was out of compassion that Christ comes to dwell among us. It was out of compassion that Christ died for us and rose again. It was out of compassion that Christ offers us life abundant and life eternal. The miraculous power of God's love transforms us and transforms the world around us. Jesus had compassion for the crowds. He has compassion for us and he invites us to live out of this compassion. We go back to today's passage and again, we see that Jesus sees the crowd and he has compassion for them and he begins to minister to them. He begins to cure the sick. But it's getting late and the disciples begin looking around and they start to worry because here they are in a deserted place. There's no resources around, there's no fast food restaurants and yet there's an awful lot of people and it's dinner time. And all the disciples have been able to find are five loaves of bread and two fish. It doesn't seem like enough to feed a crowd. The need feels too great. We have nothing here, they say. How can they possibly respond? And yet Jesus says to them, You give them something to eat. Jesus is inviting them to participate in the miraculous power of God's love. Whereas the disciples see scarcity and meagerness and insignificant of just five loaves of bread and two fish, they do offer it up to Christ to use. And the miraculous power of God's love transforms the small offering into an abundant blessing. No offering is too ordinary or too insignificant to be used for God's glory, to proclaim God's love. And so Christ invites us to experience his compassion. He invites us to live out of that compassion. And when we offer up to him what we have, no matter how ordinary or how insignificant it may seem to us, the miraculous power of God's love can transform it. It can transform us. It can transform the world around us. I was reflecting on today's passage and I was thinking about how it may speak to us and to our situation. Just as the passage was taking place in a remote deserted place, perhaps there are seasons in our life that we feel like we're in a wilderness. Perhaps the circumstances of the pandemic or perhaps personal circumstances in our lives may help us to feel weary or apprehensive or frustrated or grieving or anxious or overwhelmed. We may see needs all around us and they're great, but how do we respond? In our circumstances, we may look at the time, the ability, and the resources that we have, and we may see them as nothing more than two fish and five loaves of bread. Brothers and sisters in Christ, we may feel like we're in a wilderness, but we are not alone. The God whom we worship, the God whom we served is Emmanuel, God with us. God knows our needs, God hears our cries, and God responds with compassion. And we have that promise that nothing, absolutely nothing can separate us from the love of God and Christ Jesus. Christ invites us to live out of this love, to claim this love for ourselves and to share it with our words and our deeds and our resources to offer up what we have for God's glory, so that God can use it for a blessing. And so I invite you this morning to consider the ways that we can participate in the miracle of compassion. What are the things in your life that on surface level may seem like two fish and five loaves of bread, but really could be offered to God for a blessing. Perhaps it's taking those few moments to make that phone call or to write a note to someone to let them know that you're thinking of them, that you're holding them close in prayer. Maybe it's reframing those moments that we have of interacting with another and it's a moment of inconvenience or a moment of irritation. And maybe we reframe that moment as an opportunity to demonstrate compassion. Maybe it's taking uh, an intentional moments, a few moments out of our day to make time to pray, to make time to read scripture and to incorporate that into our daily schedule. I could go on and on and on, but it's important to remember that nothing is too insignificant to be used as an opportunity to proclaim and to share. God's love. I think about that miracle of feeding the 5,000 and what an experience that had to have been to have seen Jesus perform that miracle with just five loaves of bread and two fish. We may not be able to fully appreciate that sort of wow factor that came from that miraculous event. But the miraculous power of God's compassion is still working in our lives and in the world around us. Just as Christ had compassion for the crowd, he has compassion for each and every one of us. He sees us. He cares for us. He loves us. And he invites each and every one of us to live out of that compassion in the world around us. It's a miracle that can transform our lives. It's a miracle that can transform the world. Thanks be to God, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast from Centenary United Methodist Church. We hope that you'll consider joining us for worship on Wednesday evenings at seven o'clock or Sunday mornings at 8.30, 9 or 11. Have a blessed day.